Well, howdy, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Holland Highway. Just pull up a chair, pour yourself a lemonade, and grind a chocolate chip cookie right into your fat little face. Mmm. Oh, what? Sorry about that. What a vile way to start the show. Uh, hey, gang, it's me, your host, Harlan Williams. You're on the Harlan Highway, and I don't know why my voice is going up and down. Um... Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, great show today. Um, I am going to get into a technology fight. Yeah, with one of the pavement pounders called in. And uh, I don't know, I think we might have a throwdown over uh, technology. So stick around for that later in the show. Uh, we're going to be making a phone call to a mattress store because my fake son has a problem pissing in the sheets. Uh, we're going to be doing that call. Um, also I'm going to be doing not a movie review, but I went to see this movie fury, the new Brad Pitt tank movie. And I'm fury us at what a pussy fest it is. It should be renamed pussy, not, not called fury. You're going to hear why you've heard me rang out about this before, but I can't hold it in. I got to talk about it. And uh, also, an old friend makes a quick visit back to the show. Charlie Lee, this is the Harland Highway. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Harlan, funny stuff, bro. Funny stuff. Keep it coming. Later. How long have you had this job? Long enough. He's fine as long as he gets his medication. He doesn't get his medications. He's not fine. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You're a groovy boy. I'd like to strap you on sometime. The Harland Highway. You're all going to experience intense mental, physical strain. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Don't be such a fucking pussy. You're around here, ain't you? What's your name? You're listening to Harlan Williams. Rock Welcome to the Harland Highway. Hello? Hello? Thanks for calling Mattress Room. Will you save money and sleep happy? This is Vincent. I'm sorry, who's this? My name is Vincent. Oh, hi, Vincent. How are you? Dave Walker. How are you doing today? Good, thank you, sir. How about yourself? Well, I've had better days, I'll tell you that much. Uh... Okay. I, uh, yeah, listen, I need a uh, mattress. Uh, my boy, he's uh, seven years old, and uh, he got hold of the television, and uh, he's been seeing this uh, this ISIS thing happening. Okay. And, uh, well, he's been having the uh, bed wetting uh, been happening for the last two, three weeks, and I need a mattress that, uh, I don't know if you have uh, some kind of uh, urine protection or uh, a super-absorbent mattress, but uh, can you help me out? Well, we don't have any urine-protected mattresses. We do carry a mattress protector that you can purchase um, with the bed because it sounds like, sounds like the damage has been done to the existing bed. Well, that's why I need to get something new because uh, this thing's all yellowed up. And uh, I, look, I, I I don't want to talk about it that much, but it sure does smell. And uh, my boys, uh, you know, he's, I don't want him. If you pardon my language, I don't want my boy sleeping in his own piss. You know. I understand, Mister Walker. Well, what we can do, what I would suggest, then, until he gets past this, 
is come in. Now, what size fit do you need, by the way? Well, hang on. I don't know if we're going to get past it because of this ISIS thing. If I don't know how long this thing's going to go on. Have you seen this in the Middle East? These uh, these hoodlums, uh, you know, shooting people up and everything on CNN. Uh, as, as long as as long as uh, Cain and Abel set this thing in motion, and, and brothers have been fighting against brothers and nations against nations from 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 the first sin committed. So, but that's so so. I mean, I can't keep up with all of this. I mean, it's. There's always some unrest. You just have to stay grounded and just handle your household and take care of the people that you're responsible for. You know, I'm I'm preaching. My apologies. No, I, this is music to my ears because I've been trying to figure out what the hell to say to my son, Daniel. And if you don't mind, keep going with this because I need something to help calm this kid down. He's just squirting his urine all over the bed. And uh, please, continue. That was just basically it. I mean, we... We live in a society where, where, we're, where, we're, where we're not kind to one another. The only thing we can do as parents is we can take care of our own as best we can. Let that kindness, let, let it start at home. <laughs> That's all I can tell you about that. Now, preaching a mattress, what I, can, what I would suggest on mattresses for you, Mr. Walker, right. is yeah. simply um, get, a, get two mattress protectors because if he's, if he's wetting the bed constantly, you want to at least have a second mattress protector. And what I'll do, listen, I'll do a buy one, get one on the mattress protector for you. So you'll always have one that's washed, ready to go in the bed. Now, here's, depending on the severity of his bedwetting. Well, let me tell you, this kid, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a fountain out in the park, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but I don't know how much this kid drinks. But sometimes I walk in the room at night, he's screaming, and there's urine coming out, and he looks like a water fountain. You know, have you seen these things? Um, it sounds like uh, sounds like he's got a situation going. I, I'm I'm sure that he's going to work through it, and I'm sure with the help of uh, some families, maybe some uh, <laughs> just just being patient with him. I know that I'm the, trying. God knows I'm trying. Believe me. Thank I, you. Trust me. You said he's a seven year old. I've yeah. got my my boys are 23 and 25. So uh, trust me. Oh, so you're, you're through that window. You've flown <laughs> through the, the 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 piss window. You're right through that. Yes, yes, I have. I can tell you. Oh my it, God. Of my oldest one, um, and he was a bedwetter until he was about eleven, which was really an oh odd my god! There's nothing worse. You wake up in the morning, your your boy comes to the breakfast table. He's all yellow and smells like a you know a trailer park outhouse, and I can't have that in my home. Understood. Well, all I can do is help you with your bed situation. Um, do you know where I'm located? I do know where you're located, but what I need to get is uh, if you could give me a price on the, the, the thing you described, the protection, uh, the piss protector, then I'm going to check in with my wife, and I'm coming down there like today. Sure. The mattress protector, again, um, the, on the purchase of a bed, the mattress protector, is it a twin? First can, can we do, uh, look, I don't mean to be crude, but can we just call it not a mattress protector but a piss protector because that's really what's happening here, isn't it? Okay, okay, uh, a protector against uh, spills and, and stains and fluids. Uh, yeah. But that being said, if it's a twin, it's $79. That's it? That for, for a twin protector, sure. Now, what I was just, what I was getting to, yeah. it's only a five-sided protector, though. You may, you may look, you may need something that's fully encased. We don't sell a fully encased um, mattress protector. The way ours works, when I say five sides, imagine, if you will, it's something that covers the top. And it covers the four sides of the bed. Wow! With the way this kid's uh, shooting out the yellow lemonade, I, I would take one of those if you had it. But it doesn't sound like you do. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a fully foaming case, uh, or a full a full a full foaming case. I, I'm sorry. 
a fully encased uh, mattress protector where it well a piss protector. Let's let's look. I like to be real about stuff, so you, you know you're not going to hurt my feelings by saying piss protector. Come on now. Okay, Mr. Walker. So you might. Uh, I wish I could help you on that. We don't we don't have the the, the six sided ones. Think of it as if you you need a six sided protector, and that's going to cover the top and the bottom. That's two sides, and then the four sides. That makes it a six sided protector. We wow. only have five sided. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the five sided. Let me check in with my wife. You said seventy six dollars. No, seventy nine dollars is is what. Seventy nine dollars. Let me check in with my wife, and then what time you open till today? Uh, tonight I'm here till nine o'clock. And I'm again I'm right here in Winter Park and yeah. Just north of the uh, the Trader Joe's. Oh, this is music to my ears. My 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 boy's gonna sleep dry tonight. I'll tell you that if I can get this past my wife, uh, you know, to hell with ISIS and uh, to hell with my son peeing all over the place. We're we're gonna have a dry night tonight. <laughs> well, I, listen, I don't know about all of that. Again, as as a father, I would just I would encourage you to just be patient with him. He's going through something, so yeah. I'm, just be patient. The only thing that you can do for him is show love and support. And I and I, I get the I get the feeling that you're going to do that anyhow. Hey man, you you know I am. You know I am. God bless you. I, let me check in with the wife, and then we're coming down there probably right after dinner. All right, Mister Walker. You, what's care. your name, my friend? My name is Vincent. I'm the store manager. I'm That's here right. Tonight. I'm going to ask for you when I come in. Thank you so much. All right, Mister Walker. Take good care. All right, Vincent. Bye now. What? All right, so I'm going to talk about something that I've talked about before that gets under my skin, and you've heard it from me before, so I I try to keep it brief, but man, does it drive me insane. So I go to see that new Brad Pitt movie. Guess what it's called? Fury. Okay? Fury. Do you know what the word fury means? Fury means mad and enraged and furious and angry and and the movie was about a very very tough subject it was about the war world war ii very very tough part of history it was about a bunch of hard-ass men who made their home in a army tank and drove around the german countryside and basically got into altercations with other tanks and uh, heavily armed uh, German soldiers and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, the way they made these guys up, the way they had their hair cut, their attitudes, their, you know, this was like a tightly knit unit of guys who had been through hell and back about 7,000 times. And I'm thinking, here we go, here a movie where it's going to show the hard-edged guys doing the hard-edged work to win the war. Wrong. Guess what happened? And I think you know what's coming, because I've said this before. That's right, and pardon my French, they pussified the male actors in the movie. That's right, a movie about guys in an army tank in World War II, somebody almost crying or actually crying in just about every second scene of the movie. And dare I say, actor Shia LaBeouf, who for whatever reason was cast in this movie because the guy looks like he should be working in a cubicle at Merrill Lynch doing some accounting, 
Shia LaBeouf is somehow one of the quote-unquote tough guys in the movie. And when you go see the movie, if you go see the movie, this guy is crying or his eyes are so watery, his face looks like a plate with two severely undercooked Denny's fried eggs sitting on it, okay? He's mastered the art, and I've said it before, a lot of actors think this is the ultimate in acting. When you can get your eyes right to the point where there's a little ledge of water right on your lower eyelid, but yet the tears aren't coming. It just it just kind of sits there, and you can get your eyes to look like... You ever see those fountains on people's walls, and there's water running down the wall, but there's no real fountain? It's just like somehow the wall looks wet, and there's constant liquid running down. That's, that's what Shia LaBeouf, or whatever his name is, does with his eyes... And he does it the whole movie. I don't think there's one scene in the whole movie where he's not looking. You ever see Ren and Stimpy when when Stimpy cries? Little Stimpy. Oh, Ren. I don't want to. I just. I'm, oh, Ren. And he, his, his eyes are watering. This is Shia LaBeouf, the whole movie. And if, if his eyes aren't on the verge of tears and watering... He's actually crying. There's there's tears coming down his face. There's a scene in the movie where the six of them are sitting at a breakfast table eating bacon and eggs. And for whatever reason, Shia LaBeouf has watery eyes and is crying the whole scene. A couple of the other guys start to get watery eyes. They start telling stories like they do in every American-made war movie. Just like in Saving Private Ryan, which I thought was an incredible movie, they gave every single soldier his crying scene. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just sick of it. I respect that, that soldiers go through a lot, that there probably was crying, there's a lot of emotion. But uh, the amount that they put it on the screen for American movies nowadays is not just the war movies. I've talked about the latest Star Trek movie. I've talked about... Just about every movie you go to now, the male characters have a crying scene. And it's really just too much. You know, if I'm going to go see a movie about guys in a tank rolling around shooting each other, give me, give me, a t- give me some tough guys. I wanna, does anyone want to do the story about the, the, uh, the, the characters, the soldiers that existed in World War II? who uh, were too proud to cry, who were too tough to cry, who didn't even know how to cry. you got to remember, most people back in that era were not as emotional as we are today. Look, look at your parents. If your parents are 60 or 70 plus, most kids grew up with parents that weren't overly emotional. <clears throat> and for the father to cry was usually a sign of weakness or a, a sign of not being manly or being the man of the house. Not that they didn't possess those emotions, but but it just wasn't common. And maybe men should cry more, but come on, man. These movies. There's another character in the movie where, where uh, they, they uh, it's one of the guys from The Walking Dead, an ex-cast member who, who basically he looks like he walked out of the movie The D- Deliverance. He's got black teeth and 
crazy hair and he, he talks all like he's a hillbilly right out of the you know right out of the forest you wish virginia and he, you know this guy's trying so hard to do a character that instead of doing great acting it was to me it was crap acting it's like every time i looked at him i go oh there he is acting oh boy and who am i to judge other actors i'm nobody but i i am allowed to express an opinion and uh, I'm just so sick of, of these crybaby, tough guy movies. Somebody give me a movie that shows guys that went through the war and kicked ass and didn't have an emotional breakdown every four minutes. Holy shit. It annoys me. Can you tell? Can you hear it? My voice stop pussifying all the men in movies. Go watch the old Clint Eastwood movies, the old westerns. Here's, here's what Clint Eastwood did when he got into trouble. He spit on a guy's boot, rubbed it in his boot with his own boot, blew smoke in his face from his Tipperillo cigar, and walked off into the sunset with a shit-eating grin on his face. Now, that's a tough guy. Probably punched a horse on the way out of town. I mean, man. Somebody go back and remember what... You know, war was tough. Men were tough. American men were tough. It's like, can you please show us those guys? You want to rename uh, Fury to Pussy? You know, on the, on the shaft of the of the gun on the army tank, they'd they'd painted the word Fury. I think they misspelled it. It should have just said Pussy. It was like a, a rolling tank of. Uh, of, uh, you know, Beverly Hills Housewives or something. It's like a rolling tank of crybabies. Holy God. So there you go. I hope I didn't ruin the movie for you. And you may completely disagree. You might go to the movie and go, oh, my God, no, no, no. That movie, you know, war is deep, war is torturous. I mean, these guys... You can only imagine the psychological pain they went through. Of course they're crying all the time and blah, blah, blah. You could take that approach. But I'm telling you, psychologically, that approach probably doesn't match the psychological time that men went to war in World War II. As I said, you know, men were, men were kind of raised not to cry. Now, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But even if every guy in the war cried his eyes out, I don't care. If you're going to make a movie, a movie is embellished. It's fiction. Can someone make a movie where a bunch of hard-ass soldiers roll through the battlefield and nobody fucking cries? I don't even care if it's, if it's a war in an onion field. I don't, know if, I don't care if it's the war of the onions. I don't care if it's World War Onion and these guys are fighting in sliced open onions on an onion field. I don't want to see one effing tear, man. And the only... I got to stop because it just drives me nuts. There, That's all I'm saying. You be the judge. You go see the movie yourself. You decide. And uh, I've said my piece. I friggin' hate it. I hate that stuff. And Shia LaBeau, go get some damn Kleenex. Acting is not crying. If there's a scene that requires crying when you're acting, then cry. 
but don't try and trick people into thinking you're this intense, incredible actor because you know how to turn on the waterworks. I, look, I'll tell you what. I've done a lot of movies. I've been there. I've seen actors do it. I've even called actors out on it while we were shooting. I've been in the middle of comedies where I've seen actors use the crying game to become intense and try and set. And I've, after we've cut the scene, I've gone over and said, why were you crying in that scene? And I've actually heard them say, well, because it's good. It looks good on camera. The watery eyes, it's good acting. It's intense. And I go, you know we're in a comedy, right? Glad you're so emotional. I bet bet the people watching are laughing their asses off. It's a cheap acting trick, and I can say that from experience at least. And a, a seasoned great actor should know when to turn on the tears and not. That's all. I'll leave it right there. You be the judge. Go see it. Decide for yourselves. Oh, pussies. Hit that son of a bitch. Head up. Do your job. Do what you're here for. The deals are peaceful. History is violent. Wait till you see it. See what? We're a man can do to another man. I'm scared. I'm scared too. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harland. Hope you're having a good day today. Wish you very well. Uh, you happen to mention on a previous podcast that it sounded like, from at least your interpretation, that CDs were kind of dead as a dead media and that um, CDs are kind of on a decline. And sure enough, we're going to see about going back to like analog days. Um, I think that's kind of wrong, and CDs are definitely not dead, buddy. Um, myself personally, along with my friends, were, you know, in the audio business. Uh, a lot of my friends are actually in radio, and we pass along CDs to each other in order to have data, so to speak, transferred from one media into another, either for conversion reasons or because of the fact that. You know, radio stations still have CD players. You know, you also mentioned, too, that a lot of these newer computers today don't have a CD or DVD-ROM tray anymore. They do. The thing is, though, is that, you know, companies like Apple or, you know, the company that makes, you know, the Nexus or whatever, you know, they're coming out with these players or, you know, computerized boxes, so to speak, that have, you know, no drives in them. You know, they don't have this disk drive for you to put in a CD or a, God forbid, a floppy disk anymore. I mean, granted, we don't use those, but, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure you know what I'm getting at. You know, CDs and DVDs are still here. I don't believe they're really going to die. Is it a dying media? Well, not a lot of people are really buying CDs that much anymore. The real good thing that's basically on the rise is basically audio streaming services. So... Figure to let you know. All right, have a good one. Well, I got one word for you, buddy. Cassettes. Um, that was an interesting call, and I appreciate the feedback. Um, but it it feels like you almost like started the conversation, the phone message, talking about how much everything is still CD and DVD driven. CDs are definitely not dead, buddy. Um, myself personally, along with my friends, were, 
you know, in the audio business, uh, a lot of my friends are actually in radio, and we pass along CDs to each other in order to have data, so to speak, transferred from one media into another, either for conversion reasons or because of the fact that, you know, radio stations still have CD players. Okay, good point, but you're talking about industry people. My point is out in the public, out in your homes, out in the street, out in the record stores. They, they don't even have CD stores anymore. Look around, they're gone. And uh, I guess I can't argue with you since you and your buddies work in the radio industry, but I go to probably four to five radio stations a weekend to be interviewed almost every other weekend of the year all over the country, and I'm not seeing a lot of guys fiddling around with CDs. Everything's digital where I go. So I don't know where you're working, I don't know where you're from, and that's not an insult, but I'm just telling you what I see. Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a dying thing. It's a dying thing, man. Um, you know, if, if they're passing CDs back and forth at work, that's a little interesting to me because it's so much easier to just uh, email stuff digitally as an MP3 or whatever. But what do I know? I'm not in the radio industry. Actually, I was in the radio industry for a while, and I did a whole uh, a whole year as a DJ sending all my stuff as MP3s and never touched a CD. So maybe I do know what I'm talking about. But later on in your in your um message, you kind of you kind of kicked yourself in your own ass with your own words cuz then you kind of made it sound like CDs and DVDs are a dying thing. You also mentioned, too, that a lot of these newer computers today don't have a CD or DVD ROM tray anymore. They do. The thing is, though, is that, you know, companies like Apple or, you know, the company that makes, you know, the Nexus or whatever, you know, they're coming out with these players or, you know, computerized boxes, so to speak, that have, you know, no drives in them. You know, they don't have this disk drive for you to put in a CD or a, God forbid, a floppy disk anymore. I mean, granted, we don't use those, but... Yeah, but guess what? We did use them for a long time, and then something better came along, and now floppy disks are a joke. And that's my point. That's what's happening to DVDs and CDs. And you mentioned that, that companies like Nexus and Apple and these modern companies... Don't even include the, the port or the drive anymore. That's my point, too. The modern companies, that's where the technology's going. That's where it already is. It's not even going. It's already there. And so whatever capacity you're holding on to the DVD and, and CD technology, it's, it's old news. I, I recommend you, you go out and put it on the front lawn and put some barbecue starter f fluid on it and let it go, man. But as I said, as your as your kind of your argument went along, you almost kind of started to admit as you went along that you're you're speaking a losing argument. Here's here's the tell tail end of your own words. Not a lot of people are really buying CDs that much anymore. 
the real good thing that's basically on the rise is basically audio streaming services. So, figured I'd let you know. All right, have a good one. But wasn't that my whole statement right out of the gate that nobody's buying CDs anymore and that audio and digital streaming is now the wave of the future? That's where we're at now? Isn't that what I said? And wasn't that the whole thing you were counter-arguing for most of your message? But then at the end, oh, forget it. Anyways, listen, regardless of what the argument is or the debate, uh, I, I think for what it's worth, it might be time for you to let it go. Okay? I, I think the tide has already turned. I think the horse has already gone around the bend. I think the rock has already rolled down the hill. You may dabble in, in CDs and DVDs a little bit still. Uh, it's probably 10% today when it used to be 100%, you know, seven, seven eight years ago. Uh, and it's, you know, I think most people listening might be going, yeah, I can't remember the last time I handled a CD or DVD. And a CD for sure. Maybe a DVD is the most recent thing you've touched, but I'm, bet, I'm betting most people haven't handled a CD in a long time. Um, so there you go. It's an interesting uh, debate. We'll see how it plays out. And, uh, you know, welcome to the 90s. CDs are definitely not dead, buddy. This is Charlie Lee. Come on down to Moon Grow Restaurant. We have very delicious rib, chicken ball, shrimp pad thai, and we got brand new delicious Korean egg roll. So you come down to Charlie Lee Moon Glow Restaurant, exit 53. We gonna fix you up big time. Oh, hold on. Oh, come here, you. Oh. Oh, okay. Now we got fresh chicken. All you can eat buffet. See you at Charlie Lee Moon Grow Restaurant. Oh, oh boy. Looks like uh, Charlie Lee's back advertising on the Harland Highway, which means uh, as a sponsor, I have to go down there and do live remotes from his restaurant. And it looks like we're going to be hearing from Charlie Lee. From the Moon Glow Restaurant, uh, once again. Uh, boy, oh boy. Good Lord. Good Lord. Never had good experiences down there. Never had good food. I'm probably not supposed to say that. But that's part of my job. When we have a high-paying uh, advertiser on the show, and then it's my job to go down and give them airtime and yada, yada, yada. So you got that to look forward to down the road. Wow. Uh, anyways, that brings us to the end of our show. Um, don't forget if you want to, uh, have some incredible phone debates with me, uh, on the Harlan Highway, you can always call and leave a message at 323-739-4330. You can debate me about old technology surviving into the 21st century. Sure. You're going to win that debate every time, right? Not... Um, you can, uh, you can leave me a phone message about anything you want. It doesn't even have to be an argument. It can be, you can tell me how butter works. You can tell me why flies buzz. I don't know. You can say whatever you want. 
It's your forum. I just listen to them and decide which ones I want to put on. 323-739-4330. Or if you're afraid to talk, hey, you can always just uh, write me at uh, harlandwilliams.com. There's a a, uh, a link there where you can write to me, and I might read your... Uh, I might read your little uh, your little email out on the show. How's that sound? Um, I guess we got Halloween coming up. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll program some Halloween stuff for the next few podcasts. Uh, as far as my touring schedule, you can catch me at the Improv November 6th. November 6th through the 9th in Tampa, Florida. Great club. Uh, you got to get out to that show. We always pack it. Uh, Tampa, Florida, November 6th. It's going to be awesome. And then November 13th to the 16th, I am in uh, San Jose, California at the Improv there. And then, God love it, I'm off to uh, Seattle, Washington, November 20th to the uh, 22nd at the Parlor Live. Oh, my God, what a busy November I'm having. But three great clubs. Uh, Go on to my website, harlowilliams.com, click on the stand-up link, and, yes, you can get your tickets early. Uh, while you're there, check out the web store. Uh, we got great uh, merchandise for sale there. Also, um, join my uh, YouTube channel. Click the subscribe link, and you'll be privy to all my wacky videos uh, as they come in. Um, and uh, there you go. Um, also, check out allthingscomedy.com. This is a uh, podcast network where my podcast is also featured along some other very fine uh, comedic talent over there, Jake Johansson and Bill Burr, Al Magical, some real funny people. Uh, check that out. And uh, what else can I tell you? I think that's it. Um, I'm going to go uh, make a pina colada, lay outside, put on some CDs, listen to them, and uh, maybe later tonight I'll open the DVD player and throw on Dances with Wolves. And, uh, I don't know, lay back on my shag carpet, pet my pet rock, and do my Rubik's Cube during the commercials. Uh, Until next time, this is Harlan Williams. Tell your friends to get on the Harlan Highway. Thanks for all your calls. Thanks for all your letters. We'll see you next time here on the Harlan Highway. Until then, chicken chow mein, baby. CDs are definitely not dead, buddy. (laughs) Oh, okay, now we got fresh chicken.